We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. Today, we join the battle of dad versus food and overcoming the battle of food vices and addiction. We'll get to the root of why so many dads can't drop their food vices and addictions and how this feeds the vicious cycle of always wanting to get that feel-good dopamine hit from fast food. Then we'll detail some simple strategies to master your vices from here on out so you can become a man who's overcome his weaknesses and build the body and mind you've always wanted. And by the way, if you want to discover the five ways to train smarter so you can maximize muscle building and fat loss with the right 30-minute workouts, go to warriordadwisdom.com forward slash train dash smart to get access to my free video training. In this episode, we'll cover the battle between the junk food that you crave and the 2.0 version of you that exists on the other side of overcoming it. So let's get into it. I actually put out a poll recently in our Facebook group, which is called the Dad Dojo. And this is where we share and discover different strategies for building and transforming your fitness, your work-life balance, and your journey on fatherhood as well. So if you want access to that, then go ahead and DM me on Instagram at Coach Aiden Lee, and I'll send you the link to the free group. But I recently asked the question, what's your biggest struggle as dads when it comes to getting in shape? And one of the biggest things that came up was exactly this, what we're talking about today, was overcoming food vices and addictions and also the behavior that comes alongside that too. So today I just wanted to cover this in detail so you've got a strategy or a set of strategies to make sure you can overcome this once and for all. Overcoming food vices initially at least is all about overcoming yourself. And what I mean by this, it's overcoming your own triggers, the environmental cues, your stressors and so on. And basically the day-to-day -day reasons and decisions that you make to consume devices and have the addictions that you have. So that's the first thing is you need to learn and understand you need to overcome yourself. So for example, if you, you're a busy dad, you come home from work, you're stressed and all you want to eat is just something quick, something tasty, something calorific, something that fills the gut up and really makes you feel good, at least temporarily, but not thereafter, like some fast food. Or you're at work, you're on the go, you want to grab a couple of coffees, some energy drinks, a, a cereal bar, or something else which is touted as quote-unquote good, but it's not and you know it, but you still have it because it's quick, it's easy, and it's convenient. And if you have a food, a serious food vice or addiction, it means that you have a hedonistic relationship or behavior with said foods which are keeping you fatter or making your body store more fat than you need to. So this is what food addiction or vices effectively is from a definition standpoint. Now, I want to share and contrast what it was like previously in the past and what hedonism meant. So hedonism nowadays is associated with self-indulgence in food and other vices. But actually in, in ancient Greek philosophy, hedonism was, was quite different. It was actually about a form of spiritual or intellectual development which led to a pleasurable life, but not a pleasurable life in the sense of self-indulgence and going over the top with things, but actually a pleasurable life in terms of living what they called the good life, which meant that you had honor, duty, discipline, wisdom, and so on. So you see, they were, these philosophers were actually looking at developing their lives and humans as, and these pleasures as good pleasures. Whereas today we've replaced some of those good pleasures with fast moving food, junk, other vices and so on, 
which are now considered bad pleasures. So now what we want to do is flip the script and replace those bad pleasures with good pleasures instead. So now you know what hedonism is, what food addiction is. This is the question you need to ask, what triggers you to eat junk, to have this vice? or series of vices in, in most guys' cases, and to have this addiction, what triggers you? What in your lifestyle, your emotions, your behavior, your actions, your values, and what you believe triggers you to make the choices that you decide to make? So for some, it's things like work and business tasks, or the kids are not listening to you, or you're feeling like you're rush, rush, you've got to go, you've got overwhelm, massive to-do list, and you have to get things done, but you still need some energy along the way, so you decide to opt for the quick option. Or maybe the kids don't listen to you in a way where you feel like you're leading them from the front or even your wife is not following your example and she's not playing her part, maybe because you're not playing yours. So these are some of the many reasons that guys I talk to share, but you need to answer what is it exactly for you. And look, I've given you some examples already, but even finishing the kids' leftovers at breakfast, lunch, dinner and so on is a sure way to pile on extra calories and fat that you don't need just because, well, you don't want to waste it, right? So there are many, many circumstances. Think about all the different times where you make a decision which is based on your vice and list them out. This would be a great place to start. And ultimately, this comes down to you working out what the pattern is. So we'll go to this in a moment, what causes the pattern and what causes the behavior to come to the conclusion of you eating said thing and having said vice or addiction. And once you realize this, you actually realize it's not just a mind game. It's not just about you making the decision to not eat this or to eat this or to eat something else instead. It's actually an internal imbalance, mentally yes, but not only, also physiologically, so that's to do with your internal systems like your gut health, your brain health, your blood health and so on, and also hormonally as well. So for example, if your stress and your cortisol is super high, then you're gonna make decisions based on having that level of stress in your body and system. So you see how it's not just mental, it's physiological. Yes, and it's eventually behavioral as well because of the hormones, the physiology and everything inside of your body that's then resulting in the external behaviors that you have produced to which now we call this vice or this behavior. And in psychology, this is known as the stimulus response theory and more commonly known as Pavlov's dog's theory. And what it really is is that when you create the stimulus, you create a said response based on historical evidence of you doing said behavior, but also based on environmental cues, triggers, stress, and so on that we covered earlier. So if you don't know what Pavlov's dog's experiment was, it's basically where this uh, psychologist Pavlov, he ran, he rung bells, and at the sound of the bell, he trained these dogs to salivate so that it would train that within them so that they then felt like they were hungry, they needed to eat or something like that. So what he was basically demonstrating is that if you have the correct or incorrect, depending how you look at it, stimulus, then you can train yourself in and out of certain behaviors. So for example, let's say you go home and you've got a drawer full of junk food, sweets, chocolates, crisps, and so on. Then based on your environment, are you more likely or less likely to consume said things? Well, of course the answer is you're more likely. So what do you need to do? One strategy there is you take that, you take the trash, the junk out of the house, and you don't have it there. And you have to lead by example. If some of that is your kids, your wives, and so on, well, you have to say, well, as a family, we're getting in shape. We're gonna be healthy. We're gonna be fit. 
we're going to be strong mentally and physically. We're going to be disciplined. We're going to be X, Y, and Z. We're going to go from where we are now to where we want to be. And to do that, we need to change. We need to instill a few values, a few principles. We need to change our environment. So you see how powerful that small little change can be just by changing your environment. You no longer have to salivate because the bell is rung because you have decided that, well, the bell or the chocolates or the, the snack drawer doesn't exist anymore in your house. And that's on you. And to wrap this up before we get into the key strategies to actually overcome and get rid of these food vices and addictions, you as a man, as a dad, you have to be willing to go to war with any bad negative behavior that you have, that your children have, that your wife has, and that you as a whole family unit, you want to change. You want to say enough is enough. I'm now ready to change. As a family, we're going to change. And we're going to even change, not just this generation, but the next generation as a result. Because remember, what you choose to do for your kids and yourself today will directly impact how they raise their kids and so on and so forth. So stop thinking this is just about you and even your kids or your wife. It's actually about the generations thereafter. Are you setting yourselves up as a family, generationally speaking, to be just riddled with addictions and vices? Or are you going the opposite way and saying, no, this is not what my bloodline. And in doing so, what we are doing is, some of you may have heard this term about dopamine and dopamine pathways, but when you implement strategies like we're about to talk about now, or like we said about keeping the junk out of the house, you're actually rewiring how your mind and your body associates with said vices, addictions, and so on. So you're literally telling yourself, every time you have that chocolate or crisp, you're having a quick dopamine hit, which means that you're spiking your dopamine, telling you that it makes you feel good, that was a good decision. But you and I both know very shortly thereafter, you say, oh, oh that wasn't worth it, or oh, I should have left that, or I shouldn't have eaten the whole cookie box, maybe just one. You get the idea, right? The initial dopamine hit eventually wears out. So you need to rewire your dopamine pathways to be positive dopamine instead. So for example, some will still say this is not a healthy relationship with uh, your dopamine, but I beg to differ. I would say, well, what's the alternative? Either you go for negative, bad things, vices, addictions, and so on, or you switch it to something like exercise training feeding your body and your mind, learning, growing, developing, and so on. Hey, today's episode is brought to you by FitRoots, where we help dads just like you to build a warrior's physique and create a zen work-life balance so you can ultimately lead your family by example. To begin your transformation with us, go ahead and visit warriordadwisdom.com forward slash start and join us today. And just a reminder to visit warriordadwisdom.com forward slash train dash smart to get access to the free five ways to train smarter webinar so you can maximize your muscle building with the right 30 minute workouts. Now let's get back to the episode. So I would say let's switch to the positive and these are the strategies that you can do and use instead. So number one, I've actually let it out of the bag and talked about it earlier was replacing things at home you know, and taking those uh, distractions taking those temptations out of the home. So like if you have that snack drawer, you have foods in your fridge, your cupboard, wherever, freezer, that are not serving you, just take them out. Because now what we're gonna do is replace them with something better. So for example, if you have a sweet tooth, cool, all right, you can make homemade cakes or things like that. Is it better than having the pre-packaged processed alternatives? Yes. Is it the best thing? No. But if you have that less, even if it was say once a week or not at all when you're just starting out your transformation or anything in between, 
then that would be a much better alternative. And the next level up from there, which is even better is, all right, well, I have a sweet tooth, but I want something sweet. What can fulfill that? And then after I've consumed that, I will feel normal and not feel like I need to have something sweet again. Or fruit is the perfect answer. For example, you have banana, mango, papaya, I'm not gonna name them, but you get the idea. Choose something that you really love as a fruit. So for me, I love mangoes, for example. Okay, great, if I have a mango, now I also have a craving simultaneously for a chocolate cake or something. After I consume the mango, will the craving for the cake still be there? Potentially, but will it be lesser than it was before? Yes, definitely. And if it's even X amount lesser, I would say at least 50%, but let's, let's go with that for the sake of this. Say it's 50% less. You don't have to rely on pure willpower alone to then not consume the cake. And you've had something sweet, so internally you've already satisfied that craving. And now you can move on and say, well, all right, that's one battle done. Next time it comes up, I've got some more fruit in my arsenal. Another amazing strategy for overcoming addictions is fasting. So I want to talk about this in more depth briefly, but I'm not just talking about intermittent fasting here, I'm talking about an extended fast. So something where I would say an extended fast is ideally at least 24 hours. And you can still drink liquids, ideally just water or coconut water or salt water is fine, but we're not gonna go into the mechanics and deep dive into fasting here today. I'll leave that to another episode. But if you can use fasting as a strategy to overcome food, vice and addiction, this is why I think it's so powerful. It's because Every time that you are on a fast and you're hungry or you have a craving, a desire for food, and you've told yourself, I'm not breaking that fast until I hit 24, 36 hours, 48 hours, whatever it is, you can identify what triggers that behavior and those thoughts very clearly in comparison to when you are just eating your food throughout the day normally. Because when you're eating your food throughout the day normally, you know that you'll have food in one hour. Maybe lunch has come up in half an hour. Okay, I can just wait, I can work until then. And then I can get my reward. But in an extended fasting period, you don't have this anticipation of a soon or an upcoming reward. Yes, you may do in a day or two, but it's because it's an extended period of time that you have to wait, you have to delay your gratification. And even just this simple process internally and physiologically as a process as well as mentally is rewiring your brain and your body to say, all right, well, I can go without food. I have enough energy, fat, muscle and so on in my body to sustain me throughout these 24, 48 hours. So fasting is an amazing strategy upon many other health benefits, but particularly for food vice and addictions because it forces you to confront that behavior and overcome it as long as you don't cave in and not stick to your predetermined time. So fasting, I would say, is one of the number one ways to do it. And I would say do it semi-regularly. You can do an extended fast once a week and then a further, uh, more elaborate fast, maybe one, uh, two times a month, once a month, depending on yourself and your nature. And this is not advice to you, but that would have to be worked out individually. And the last strategy I want to share with you is that you have to take charge of the family dynamics. And I touched on this earlier, when it comes to you know, generational health and so on, but you have to decide, well, how do you want to act? How do you want to lead by example as a dad? How do you want your kids to follow? How do you want them to behave? Because you and I both know, it doesn't matter how old your, your kids are, whether they're adults like you and I, or they're, they're small babies, it, really having the wrong vices and addictions changes their behavior to an incredible level. And I was talking to someone about a similar thing this morning except in a different context and I was saying that on both ends of the spectrum someone who's so overweight and unhealthy 
doesn't know what it feels like to be healthy because this level of being overweight and unhealthy has been the norm for so long that they aren't able to comprehend, not just mentally, but in their body, in their tissues, how it feels to be a different way. They just don't know. They don't know how it feels to be a different way. And you can't blame them, that is just their existence. If they've been this way for 10, 15, 20 years sometimes, then that is their reality. And on the flip side, let's talk about an athlete, a fighter, a, you know, someone who's maybe taken their training and so on to an unhealthy level because, believe it or not, athletes, fighters are not the, the beacon of health. Even when I used to fight, I wasn't healthier because I trained that much or I was that dedicated. There is a balance in between where you can still train a lot and be healthy and so on. But the example here I was sharing with the guy was that an athlete or a fighter has various injuries that they typically train through or train around because of the nature of their commitments to their sport or to their, their art or whatever it is. And in doing so, they actually tend to do themselves a disservice, especially with the way they train. And some of them have these injuries, but they don't know any different because that is just their reality. They know that, right, I've got a wrist injury, but I'm still, I'm still punching, I'm still fighting. Well, I have to do it and I deal with it. And eventually that pain becomes less and less or it becomes more numb and numb because you train your body and your mind to silence that, even though underneath and deep down the pain is still there. Now it depends on the severity of the pain, but ask any athlete, fighter, someone who's done serious training to a certain level, they have probably been through something similar like this. And to wrap this episode up, I want you to take on this mental frame. And the mental frame is this, is that if you want to change, you have to understand that you have to do this from the inside out. It's not going to come from you just changing your cupboard, even though that was one of the strategies. It's not gonna come just from that. It's gonna come from you changing your, as I said, your hormones, your physiology, your mind and your body. And this is why those who focus on just nutrition have got it all wrong. You're gonna end up loose skin, no muscle, but more importantly than that, you're going to end up with a lack of forcing your body into a better state, which will then ask it to crave the right thing. So when you train, I've covered this in previous episodes, what happens is you force your body to crave healthy foods because you've pushed it, you're trying to get it to a level of performance and it wants that protein, it wants those healthy fats, healthy carbs to refuel so that it can go again the next day and even sustain itself just for the day ahead. And so you have to take this holistic approach. So you have to, I'm gonna read this for you and wrap it up with a quote, is that you have to learn how to train right, eat right, think right and then in mind, body and spirit, you will be right. And this quote is commonly misattributed to Aristotle, but it's actually from a philosopher called Will Durant, but the message is still very applicable. So he says, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. And that is it for dad versus food and overcoming food vices and addictions. Thank you for listening to this episode of Warrior Dad Wisdom. Can you find one dad you think this would add value to and share it with them? I'd really appreciate it as it grows the show. However, more importantly, it helps you to add value to those that you care about. And if you have any questions, don't forget to follow me and message me on Instagram at Coach Aiden Lee. And all links for this episode are in the show notes below. And remember, it's time to regain balance and to maintain order, my fellow warriors.